Welcome back to the Meaningful Success Podcast. Uh, This is Wade Clark. And Josiah Clark, his son. Well, Josiah, how was your week so far? Uh, It's been okay. Been unusual just because it's the week of Valentine's, but we've got stuff going on on Valentine's Day, so we celebrated early. Oh, okay. We were out doing our Valentine's Day on Super Bowl Sunday, which I had forgotten it was, and we were sitting at the restaurant and I saw they had the Super Bowl playing on TV and I just had this brain fart moment where I was like, isn't it kind of weird that they scheduled the Super Bowl on Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day. Like, that's kind of odd, isn't it? Forgetting that you were doing it. Forgetting that we're doing it ahead of time, right. And um, (laughs) yeah, so it was pretty good. Well, you have to understand that neither Josiah nor I are sports people from the standpoint of watching sports. I mean, playing is one thing, but watching sports is not exactly in our wheelhouse. Yeah. So, I mean, in all reality, you do have to tell us that, oh, by the way, this is Super Bowl weekend. Otherwise, we really would not know. I thought the Super Bowl was supposed to be in January, but I I don't know. Oh, that's true. I thought that was the case too. Maybe it used to be and the pandemic changed things. I don't know. Don't ask me. Well, Josiah, let me ask you a question. One of the things we like to start with is what did we accomplish in the last week? Some kind of win. I mean, for you, what are you thinking about? Uh, I don't really have anything at the moment because I was sitting here racking my brain of what would be my win for this week. And mostly it's the same thing as last week if I finished the drafting process of my first book, Pinstripe. And so it's been a lot of behind the scenes kind of stuff of trying to get a proofreader organized and trying to make sure I have matching versions of the text everywhere that I've published online and so on. By the way, if you guys hear uh, odd little groaning noises, that is not my dad's stomach. That is Emma, who is in the studio studio today because she was very upset to be left out of the recording. She was, she was like banging on the door. You would have heard more if she had been outside. Yeah. So so if if you hear dog noises every now and then, that's what's going on. She's with us. But Josiah, you know what? I don't know that I would agree with that not much has happened because I think that's one of the mistakes we make is thinking success is big. I mean, you did reach out. You're getting organized. You're, you reached out to some people who may be potentially helping you with editing and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that would be, that would be that, like, it's those small tasks that I've been working on. I'm Mm -hmm. slowly trying to prepare things for doing a crowdfunding campaign to fund publishing the book. So there's a lot of stuff that goes into that too. So. Excellent. Excellent. Emma, what was your win this week? Since you're so vocal right now. Emma got groomed. That's a big thing. Oh, that's right. That's Emma's win. Emma got groomed. That's a win for us, too. Yeah. (laughs) She smells better. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What about you? My win is actually that I had a chance to spend some time reviewing a course on product launching, specifically seed launching. It's a whole concept of ways to not just launch a product, but actually build a product as well. And it was yeah. it was really helpful. That's great. That kind of uh, builds into a little bit of what we're talking about this week too, which has to do with the creative process. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you went through this program that is teaching you how to make a product, how to do things like that, which is all part of being creative and figuring yeah. out how to actually make something. We're in the middle of a little bit of a mini series on the show right now talking about the creative process as it relates to meaningful success and how to be creative, how to make things in a way that aligns with 
with your mission, vision, values, etc. So do you want to do a little bit of a recap of what we talked about last time? Sure. Um, one of the things that we were talking about when we started our last episodes, we were thinking, oh, well, let's just do an episode on the creative process. Yeah. And we realized that's actually not a topic, but a number of topics because there's yeah. a lot of things that go around to it. So what we did is in the last episode, if you want to go back onto the archives and listen, was we talked about the whys. I mean, why get involved in creating in the first place? I mean, what is it that's driving us to be creators? Yeah. Why are you creating in the first place? And also why are you creating what it is that you're wanting to create? Mm. specifically. And does that align? Like we talked about the whole thing of you want to have created something, you want to have written a book, but do you actually want to write a book? Like, is that something that actually fits you that you actually want mm -hmm. to do, etc. So that was what we were talking about last time. And now we're just going to continue this topic a little bit and talk about the how, how you go about being creative. And that can go into a few different things that can go into when you're not feeling creative, how can you spark that? Or it can go into how do you pursue creativity in a way that aligns with your principles of meaningful success? So mm -hmm. uh, just starting out, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. And this in itself is a big topic because one of the first things that comes to my mind is the way that we approach it. You know, when you say how, the first thing that comes to my mind is so often the way that I do things is I tend to create in a vacuum. I kind of have a tendency to like to do things on my own and kind of independently. And I've learned through the process that not just with shaping and honing a product, but actually even in the creation process, while it's fine to be engaged in things independently, there's actually value in bringing others into that picture. And that honestly was not something that was natural to me. Creating in a collaborative setting? Yeah, it really isn't. I mean, now it depends on what setting we're talking about. I mean, clearly at work and in other circumstances or, you know, organization, there may be things that you're doing kind of collaborating as a team. But but like, for example, you know, when I'm writing my book, initially I'm, I'm just sitting down and I'm, I'm writing. Yeah. Um, very individual. Very, very individual. But then you start thinking about what is it I'm creating? And the reality is there's value in what you can do independently, but sometimes you can not necessarily have a clear view of your audience. You may not have a clear view of even of what you want to create. You you want to create. I, I love music. And I've mentioned on our last episode, um, I've wanted to be involved in lots of different areas of music. And one of the things I wanted to do was write songs. Mm-hmm. And so I'd sit down, I'd grab my guitar, I'd sit in front of a piano or I'd get in front of my recording software and say, okay, now I'm going to write a song. Yeah. And it's like, you can almost hear the game show theme behind me. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun. Nothing comes forward. <laughs> you know, it's just, but, but then, you know, you stop and you, and you go and you just kind of say, well, I'm just going to listen to watch YouTube for a little bit. You listen to songs you like or something like that. And one, you hear something and it inspires you to kind of take that and say, you know what? I kind of like that, but I, I want to try something different. You know, yeah. I'm kind of bouncing around this topic. You said, what's my process? I think the reality is I'm discovering that I may not have a clear process. Yeah. I guess a better way of phrasing that question, less about your process and more about you've got your why. Right. I have like you, you sit there and you're like, okay, so let's use the writing a song as an example. Yeah. Okay. So you want to write a song. Yeah. What is your why? 
not that it not that your why has to be this defined like little statement, but the why and the how are going to be related. These aren't independent topics that don't connect like the how you go about making the song is in some way going to be related to the why you're wanting to do that in the first place. You know, it's a really good point. And, and what you're pointing to is in our last episode, one of the things I said is as I kind of got more involved in doing different things in music, I started coming to a self-discovery yeah. of what I, what I really do enjoy and what I don't enjoy and what yeah. I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And again, I, I expressed, you know, just because I'm not good at something today doesn't mean I can't become good at it. But where do I really enjoy the process? Yeah. And honestly, one of the things I discovered is for songwriting, I actually may be more like that person that you said who said, I want to have written a book yeah. more than I want to write a book. Yeah. Now that's not true. If if you know if you put me in front of a mixing board and I and a, there's a song there and I want to mix it, or if there's a, a song there and someone's looking for new ideas or different instrumentations, etc. Yeah. I mean, there's things from arranging and other things that I enjoy that process. Or playing in a band, playing with other musicians and doing different things. That's I enjoy that process. Yeah. But the process of songwriting, I don't know that I actually do enjoy. Yeah. When you think about creating, how do you go about this? I think there's going to be a spectrum of people listening who some of them, their problem is, I don't know how to create in a healthy, good way, or Mm. I don't know how to be creative in the first place, right? Mm. And what I have found is the ideas that have legs for me are ones that tend to be ideas I had a while ago and I wrote down. For example, like that's where Pinstripe came from. Pinstripe Mm -hmm. came from watching various anime and getting the idea of, oh, wouldn't it be funny if you took this whole genre and you mixed it with The Office? And Mm. so it's like, you know, oh, what if instead of what if instead of just being the goofy world's best boss or whatever, Michael was literally getting into shonen battles against, you know, uh, parkour. Yeah, like, and that's that's where it started, and the idea of how ridiculous it is, it it was a comedic idea. Yeah. And it was like, oh, the board of directors show up, and it has the intro, like, the lineup of bad guys well in in an anime. And so that idea just sort of, I had it written down somewhere, and it just sort of evolved over time. And then the concept of, like, oh, the power system of powerful business where kind of came out of that because it's like, oh, well, how do you make a shonen in that setting? Like in an office setting, okay. like what, where are people getting their powers? Well, if they're in an office, they're wearing business wear. Okay, well that works. So it just mm-hmm. was this collage of things coming from different places that ended up working really well. But if I had just, you know, had that thought and then just ignored it forever, right? Like, right. I think a lot of times the mistake we'll make when we feel like we're not very creative is we're basing that on, oh, I've got no ideas. And the truth is you do. The truth is you probably do. But you may not have been recording them in any way because when you get that idea, you could be sitting in traffic and be like, oh, here's a really cool idea for a company I could have. But then you immediately dismiss it because you don't believe in yourself or you don't think it's realistic or whatever. And so you don't bother recording that idea in any way. Or taking any steps. And you just forget about it. 
Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. And the other thing that I think that ties to that is putting a constraint that creativity has to be complete originality. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot. I mean, you, you think... You think that, you know, whatever you're doing, you know, it has to be so unique and different than everybody else. But I mean, whether you're talking music or movies or books or really anything, I mean, you're pulling inspiration and that's actually good. I mean, it's actually good to have inspiration. You know, one of the reasons why a lot of times people really like certain songs Mm -hmm. is not necessarily due to their originality, but actually due to their aspect of familiarity. Yeah. There's a chord progression that just resonates and it's it seems natural and it seems familiar but it's been done in a unique way and that actually resonates i think we are we're our own enemy because we think we have to be some something entirely new never been done type of thing well and you can even break down a lot of businesses that way hmm. if you look at for example like amazon right yeah. obviously there's so much more that goes into creating a company especially one is massive as Amazon, like one of the biggest companies, if not the biggest in the world. Yeah. But if you break down the concept, if you're talking about pure creativity, right? Amazon is is not original. All Amazon is, is it's an online store with fast shipping. Right. Like that's that's kind of the core of when I think of Amazon as a business separate from its, you know, social impact and things like that. I think of, okay, it's an online store that has consistently fast shipping and that's their thing. Neither the concept of fast shipping nor an online store are original ideas. But what Amazon does as a company is it combines those two things in a way that is effective enough that it outcompetes or by these days outsizes anything else, right? Well, that's true. And you think about things like Lyft or Uber. I mean, the reality is the concept of having some service to take you from one place to another when you're in a place that you don't have a vehicle. I mean, that's been going around since there was horse and buggies. Right. So the idea of like anybody could be a taxi, right? right? So the taxi already exists. You're just putting a twist on that idea. And so- there, like I said, there's going to be ideas that I believe pretty much everybody will have at some point or another. It's not that you don't have ideas. It's not that you don't. Part of it's a confidence issue. Mm. Part of it is a lack of belief in yourself. Not in a not in some not in some bullshit meritocracy. Like oh, you gotta like pull your bootstraps and really work hard to make an idea. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm right. talking about I'm talking about disregarding your own creativity offhand just because you don't think of yourself as capable, Mm. right? And that's something that everybody does. But I mean, I do. But what I've learned over time is I just write down anytime I have an idea, I try and write it down somewhere. And over the years, I've compiled like huge lists of different ideas that are categorized in different ways. Am I going to do anything with most of them? No, probably not. But But some of them, some of them, and I've got them and I've got them there. And those are ideas that are not, you know, sort of wasted by being forgotten. I think that's a huge takeaway for anybody listening, because I don't do that. I don't, I mean, I have ideas. Now, there may be a few ideas in certain areas. Like I do have a place I put notes for song ideas or things like that. So they're they're in certain areas, but just kind of a broad-based, hey, I had an idea. I haven't been doing that. I think that's, that's an excellent idea. It's a discipline because it is so easy to just forget about it. And sometimes you're in a situation where it's hard to do that. And that's Mm. where things like, you know, like you're driving, 
right? You can't exactly reach over and write something down, but hands-free, obviously, there's a lot of ways you can like record a voice memo on your phone and record a little, you know, bite of what you're thinking or whatever. There's ways to record. It's just a matter of having enough confidence that even if you never use that idea, maybe that idea is something that could be used in another form Mm -hmm. or that could recontextualize something else or, you know, you just never know. That's true. So we're kind of, I mean, this episode is a little bit less uh, structured, I feel like, than last time, mainly just because I think this is such a broad topic that has so many interconnected pieces, Yeah, you know? And and to some degree, we're going to be discovering the path and the topics as we go, because one thing's leading to another. I mean- And and I do like the the thought that that you brought up earlier that like Amazon, like Uber and Lyft. I mean, some of you already have ideas that you've been having as you've looked at the way things are done. Gee, it would be better if people did things this way. Right. That in and of itself could be a business idea. Sure. And there's obviously, you know, a business isn't just an idea. A book isn't just a, no. a concept. A song isn't just, you know... Isn't just a melody in your head. Like there is work and there is investment and there are real social and structural barriers in place. So it's, you know, it is very difficult for you to just take an idea and turn it into something real. But I think it's important to acknowledge that everyone does have that capacity to have that idea in the first place. Mm. And I think there is something empowering and important in that by itself. You have value. You have ideas. Those ideas are worth, they're worth investigating. And in, in, in we live in a time that, I mean, you have an idea, even if you don't have the expertise, there's a bazillion sources of data out there on Google or the internet or just other people yeah, you can to reach learn, out to. To learn ways to, and you know, that's the other piece of creativity, right? Like you might have an idea and you might not have the resources or the skills or the knowledge or the you know, the connections to make it happen in the way that it appears in your head. But maybe you have a way to do it in another way. That's what I was talking about last week of if I had the art skill, I would be doing pinstripe as a manga, but I don't. Mm-hmm. But I do have writing skill, so yeah. I can write it as a book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there might be ideas you have that have some alternate way of being accomplished that. You're, you know, the instinct is like, oh, well, if it's not going to be this thing in my head, then how is it worth doing at all? Because it's not going to look like what I want it to. Well, there's a piece of that that, you know, is perfectionism and and doesn't really do you any good. Well, and the, and the reality is it still may become a manga. You, it, when, when, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just me, what's coming first, the chicken or the egg? I mean, sure. <laughs> you know, but we, we, we can stop because we want this and we don't take the other path that could be equally valid at this time. And when you do that, nothing happens. Right. Right. Like that when you, when you take that approach, you don't end up making anything. And it's better to make something bad even than to make nothing. Well, you learn in through the process too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that'll do it for today, everybody. But before we wrap things up, uh, I just want to remind you that while we are still in transition, pardon our dust stage of the Patreon, which, by the way, we need to talk through. um, (laughs) That was uh, a meeting 
request. <laughs> yeah, that's a meeting request. Um, you can support the show financially through Patreon at patreon.com slash meaningful success podcast. And at the moment, really what that's building toward is our eventual ability to turn this into a video podcast primarily, mm-hmm. as well as increase our ability to, to release episodes on a more frequent basis. We'd that really way. like to get to the point where we're releasing a few more a month than we currently are. Correct. Correct. So. And, we, and we are working to get on a, a little bit more aggressive, uh, recording schedule to help with that as well. Yeah, because we missed a couple weeks over the holidays and things like that. And we want to get to the point where this is, you know, every Monday you can count on seeing, oh, here's a new episode in the in in your lineup. So before we wrap things up though, Dad. Yes. What is your weekly favorite? Oh, it's the weekly favorite. I enjoyed this last weekend because I got to go down and visit some family, my, my wife's cousins and yeah. th- three brothers, and they are hilarious. Yeah. And they're always hilarious. So I, I really enjoy that. That's my weekly favorite. Good time with extended family. Yeah. How yeah. about you? Uh, my weekly favorite is that for the first time in, I don't know, like a long time now, uh, I got my nails done and I haven't had them painted in uh, like half a year at least. But Audrey and I went and got that done um, during our Valentine's date that we did early. Ah. And so it's always when I've not had my nails painted for a long time and then I do, it takes me a little time to get used to seeing that. And then mm-hmm. after a few weeks go by, it's like I feel naked without it. And so like <laughs> I just have to keep them painted from then on. So I but I really like it. And it's uh did like a purple thing and they did these little hearts on one of them just to, for the Valentine's thing. You know, and if this was a video podcast, people could see that. That's right. That's right. Think of what you're missing out on. The bearded one and his painted fingernails and the heart on one. Yes. 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 The bearded one. That's (laughs) my primary, uh, identifier (laughs) people see you and i on the street and they don't go oh there's the younger one they go oh there's the bearded one (laughs) and his unbearded father well sometimes i'll have a beard but not right now you should bring it back honestly (laughs) you have it in all our branding so it's kind of false advertising false advertising Yeah. yeah well thanks so much for listening everyone we'll see you in the next one we will be continuing this topic of the creative process i am sure not sure how many weeks that'll go on but for a little bit if you want to ask for a different topic uh or leave us a message or talk about something that might be featured in the show, you can do so at speakpipe.com slash MSP, speakpipe.com slash MSP. The show's been going for about four months now, y'all, and we still haven't gotten a voicemail there. We're you could be the first. You could be the first. That's the incentive. If you leave us a voicemail there, you could be the first person who's featured on the podcast. Yes. So until next week, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll uh, talk to you later. See ya. The Meaningful Success Podcast is myself, Josiah Clark, and my father, Wade Clark. Yep. Yep. The music in the intro and outro is Brings Back the Feeling by Daniel Gunnarsson, licensed through Epidemic Sound. Once again, if you want to support the podcast financially, you can do so at patreon.com slash meaningful success podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening. Have a great week. Getting